0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the Walker AC Experience. I will forego all the uh, intros and all that fun stuff because today um, we are going to talk about a different kind of subject, um, mainly about recovery, um, whether it be from a traumatic experience, whether it be um, from something happening in a person's personal life. So today I'm inviting a special guest. Um, young lady's my best friend, and that's all you need to know. So I'll call her best friend. Hi, best friend. How are you?
1: Hello, best friend. (laughs) My bestie.
0: So the purpose of this show is um, you have and still are going through a couple of changes in your life, and I wanted to bring you on to mainly talk about it, because obviously it's not something new, you know, that people go through breakups or divorces or anything of the sort. The only difference is, is how people deal with it, you know, and the type of person that goes through a divorce, a breakup, a traumatic experience, so I wanted to bring you on and talk to you about it. Um, Not necessarily going through the graphic details or anything like that. It's just mainly the process that you're experiencing and how you deal with it. So we can start wherever you feel comfortable starting.
1: Well, first and foremost, um, graphic details, I mean, that's the best part. That's what everybody likes to hear about. It's all the horrible things that people go through in relationships because they don't want to they don't want to feel that they're alone or they don't want to feel like it's hard to explain, honestly, because everybody likes drama, you know, they love to hear everybody else's problems and makes their problems a little less important, I guess. Um, But in my situation, being in a relationship, or a wasn't even a relationship, honestly, 20 years with somebody is a long time.
0: Now, when and you say it wasn't a relationship, define define that.
1: And the reason why <laughs> I say that, <clears throat> my, because um, I am divorced now, and when my lawyer had that conversation with me, and they said, you know, how long have you not been married? And I said, the day after I got married. And he laughed so hard, I couldn't help but laugh with him, because I'm like, I'm sorry but that's the truth. Because right after marriage, he decided that I don't really like my wife anymore. And I questioned it. And I got into that whole thing at the very, very beginning. I should have known that something was wrong 20 years ago. But I didn't want to believe that something was wrong. I didn't want to believe any of it. So I ignored it. And ignored it, and was convinced that it was my problem, my fault. Um, so, so yeah, you know, the relationship—it just wasn't. I can't say that it was terrible because parts of it were, and then those good parts we hold on to those good parts. So when he was good, it was great, and then when he was bad, it was really bad. You know, um, so it made it. It made it worth it for me in the beginning to keep fighting, to keep holding on, to keep holding on, to keep thinking that we're gonna get through this, whatever it is we're going through. If you're angry about my family, I'm gonna fix whatever I need to do to get, to make you happy. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make you happy. And our relationship just wasn't, we weren't friends. I couldn't come home from work and talk to him about my day because he wouldn't listen. He was too busy watching tv or going to bed early because that's what he did you know um he wasn't the first person i'd call and be like oh my gosh this is what happened i should have known all these things from the beginning because who do you call i call my best friend adrian oh my gosh that's what you know i can't do that with my spouse like that is a problem that is definitely a problem
0: now of course the old adage, love makes you do stupid things, and mm. I wouldn't necessarily say stupid things, because I mean we've all been there, we've all done it, we've all have stories. It goes back to when you saw the problem and the type of person that you that you marry. Now of course is always, you know, his side, her side and the truth. So all this is on is just you know, is just opinions mm. and emotions. You know that's the major thing now do you think going in of course say for example two years in did you see any problems two years in if there was any kind of problems i mean how did you approach it
1: i approached everything as calmly as possible with him whether it be intimacy whether it be parenting In two years, I was already being neglected. I was already being criticized on how I looked. I was already being told, you're not a good mom. You can't do two things at once. You can't talk on the phone and do the dishes or hang up the phone and pay attention to me because you just walked through the door. So hang up the phone. When you come home from work, you're not allowed to be on the phone. So two years in, all the rules started. And I would talk to him about it. That's ridiculous but he would shut me down. No, it's not, family's first. I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right, family is first, so let me hang up the phone and not talk on the phone when I come home from work, ever. I never talked on the phone when I got home from work, for years. So it's uh, crazy saying that out loud. Wow. I I changed a lot just for him, because as soon as he'd say, I don't like the way you look, what do I do? Start working out, start eating better, start taking diet pills, start buying wraps for my body or whatever, you know, start doing all these things just to look better. And it did not matter. Um, Because if I addressed it with him, it was my problem. You have to fix it. It was never his problem. So I would do everything I could to fix it.
0: Was the expectation set? I mean, you know, before... Um You know, before the wedding vows?
1: No, had no idea how he was. Clearly, I am I met him and was engaged in four weeks. That should have been my sign. Hello, na na na, like that is too soon, dumbass. You can't. Am I, can I curse on this? Thing? Absolutely. No, <laughs> no.
0: Before before we get too deep into it, I just want to let the audience know that this conversation isn't about bashing the other person or Mm -hmm. saying it's his fault or my fault or anything, anything in between, we all deal with things in our particular way, you know, so this is just another, another viewpoint on how someone deals with a relationship, you know, especially ending. So that's just a little disclaimer along the way, because we're not here, you know, to, you know, to, to bash anyone, but these are your feelings, right? You know, and so how you feel, you know, is is a topic of this conversation right now. So I just had to add that in before we went any further. So you've been married for how many years? 20. And you felt, because you made a joke before, you know, how many years, you know, were you, were you felt that, that you are married? And you said only a few. And of course, I mean, this isn't about me. I'm not going to make anything about me. Uh, but I know that, when going into a relationship especially going into a marriage you know you have certain expectations you have certain goals together you have certain ways of handling situations um i'm a very zen person so i don't argue i don't yell i don't scream that's me um but of course it's different for the other person so say for example if you guys had a disagreement how would that be handled it wouldn't
1: let me elaborate so it it does get handled but it got handled by his terms because like yourself i am very calm and very chill and i don't get angry um and we wouldn't have a discussion about anything that he was upset about whether it's me disciplining or uh me disciplining pretty much because we argued a lot about my parenting skills because i'm very slack i'm very it's okay they didn't mean to do that it's okay, they don't need to get grounded for that. It's really not that serious. And he's like, it's absolutely serious. They have to get grounded. And we're gonna talk about this until five in the morning because that was his way. The only good thing I could say about his um, tactic, whether they were right or wrong, was that he wanted to get to a solution, but it had to be his solution. It had to be, well, this is how it needs to be. And they need to be grounded for the next two weeks because they forgot their library book and that's it. And at the end of everything, at the end of the discussion and argument, I'm like, okay. Even though I absolutely don't agree with the two-week punishment, I would agree with the two-week punishment because I didn't know how else to accept this conversation is not going to end until I say, okay, you're absolutely right. They're going to get two weeks of punishment.
0: And without getting too deep into the marriage itself, because once again, we're trying to focus on the after effects. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm asking these questions is this everything leading up to that point where you're like, okay, this isn't me, this isn't who I am. Can you need to take that? No. Okay, um, stuff like that. So towards the end, because once again, this is 20 years and it's not for me to poke and prod because it's none of my business. But towards the end, when did you feel That you know, communication broke down. That you feel that you're no longer who you are as a person, as a parent, you know, as a human being.
1: When he just stopped, he stopped caring about me, my feelings, um, anything that revolved me, you know, um, his distance, he was very distant, there was no more talking. There is more silent treatments kind of thing going on. So at that point I was like, okay, you know, we had broken up, isn't a good word, but we had separated several times in these 20 years, many times. Unfortunately, we would separate, we would sleep in different rooms. We wouldn't talk to each other. We literally would just coexist. And then we'd make up and be like, okay, we're going to work this out. We need to fix it because you need to do this, this, and this. It was always what I had to do to make it work. And i would do whatever it took to make it work and when it got to that point where he just really can't stand me it's time to move on i had to um make that decision when he asked me flat out you know when are you going to come back to the room and i was like "Mm, i kind of like being over there well then you want a divorce yeah but then there was no, okay, I'm gonna do this divorce. It was, I'm gonna disappear on you and it's over. So I knew it was coming, but I didn't expect it like that. I didn't expect it like that at all, regardless of how how it went down or how he, how I knew it was pretty much over. I didn't want it to be over. Even though I flat out told him, yeah, I want a divorce, deep down a part of maybe, <laughs> a little sliver of me did not want that to be over because you know he was my husband the father of my children and I I didn't want that you know and I had told him that at the very end but it didn't matter he'd already made up his mind so Um, but I knew once he started pulling away and treating me more and more like nobody you know is when I realized that yeah this is a definitely a done deal definitely a done deal
0: now when it came to that process, we're going to fast forward just a little bit. Um, people recover in different ways. People handle, you know, the, I'm going to just call it pain, you know, pain in different ways. And when you're dealing with a certain a certain type of, 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 of person, whether it be, you know, whether it be husband or wife, girlfriend or boyfriend, um, what category do you feel that your marriage fell into? Um, what what type of person you felt, looking back, uh, that you married?
1: Oh, I know I married a narcissist from... Well, I realized I married a narcissist after in the last five years because I didn't know that that word existed. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know anything about it until speaking to my friends um, and therapy because I had been in therapy. And, you know, let me rewind just a second because that when we first got married and i started going to counseling because i was like something's wrong where my husband hates me this is going on um i started seeing somebody for therapy and first 15 years i saw somebody twice a week or once a week either way um but they had told me it but i never thought nothing of it it's like nah, i really made him mad you know i really didn't do what he said and I just really did, you know, stupid stuff with the bills or the credit cards, whatever, and I pissed them off. So I need to fix all those things, and it'll be okay. Um, but I should have known, you know, that that my counselors or therapists or whatever had pretty much told me that, yeah, this guy's a narcissist. You should look it up, and I didn't.
0: Now, when you when you say that that type of relationship falls in that category that he was a narcissist. What is the definition of a narcissist to you?
1: To me it's just a selfish person. To me it's somebody that lacks empathy. Huge lack of empathy. You know, um on all levels, you know, mm-hmm. not just just with his children, you know, with with me, um his family, just there is no emotions there we go to your your family's funeral and we're all crying and showing emotions and sensitivity and all these things and you're sitting there with a blank stare on your face like okay where's food you know Mm. um so it was pretty pretty uh noticeable that he had no emotions you know um and it was just unfortunate it was definitely unfortunate and when when he behaved in such cold ways. You know, somebody that has just, they don't have any feelings, honestly. When I think of a narcissist, I think somebody that just does not care. They're selfish, they care about themselves, and they can't care for other people. They okay. think they can.
0: And, that, and, and, and that's part and partial, along with uh, being a sociopath as well. You know, um, when a person is a narcissist and a sociopath, that's a very dangerous mix. Uh, Because with that, they, you're right, they have no sympathy or empathy towards anyone. And they will try to get what they can from you emotionally, you know, without zero responsibility. And so once you found out how that was, I mean, how did that affect everything moving forward as far as your recovery from said divorce?
1: Moving forward, it's a little easier to... Except you know, that something was wrong with him, that he just doesn't have it in him to feel what I want him to feel or to think how I want him to think. Um, But just feel, my goodness, just straight care about somebody. Show a little support. I mean, for Pete's sake, I was in a car accident and you picked me up from the car accident, and did you ask me how I was? Did you give me a hug? Absolutely not. You just looked at me like, what the hell did you do to the car? Because that was when I called and said i have been in a car accident. It wasn't, are you okay? It was, where are you? I'm here and here, I'll be right there. Click. And I get out of the car the wrong side of the car because my car is smashed in I'm terrified I'm crying I'm bloody I'm this I'm that. I'm just all over the place and I just want I just want a hug and I did not get that but I got my crying little girl at the at the car place at the side of the accident and uh she definitely hugged me and I hugged her back and I just kind of cried you know because it was scary it was really scary um, they have no feelings. And I honestly just, I'm the type of person that doesn't, I just don't look into so much things like narcissism, or I, I literally feel like I had been not, uh, not bullied or maybe brainwashed, or to think that it was literally everything was my fault. You know, I was distracted. So that's why I got in a car accident. But I wasn't, I wasn't on my cell phone. I was literally not doing a thing, but crossing the street and I got T-boned, but it was my fault, you know? um, But there's that lack of empathy. I've, I've had surgeries and I've come home from surgery and he walks in the door and he's like, what's for dinner? I'm laid up on the sofa from surgery and I'm being told what's for dinner. I've been dropped off for surgeries. No consideration for anything while I'm getting prepped and in the surgery waiting room and I see all these husbands with their wives or mothers with their kids. Somebody is with somebody and I'm the only one by myself. I should have known that this guy had issues or just didn't care about me but i kept holding
0: on now when now dealing with a narcissist you know and knowing how alone that you feel how difficult was it to reach out to say friends family co-workers stuff like that You yeah. know, i mean how did that affect leading up to you know what was the inevitable
1: yeah a lot of A lot of my communication was pretty surface, you know, a couple of my friends knew a lot of the details involved, but it was hard to not be able to just scream and be like, this guy just did this, this, and this, or he just said this, this, and this. It was really hard not to just, I didn't want to burden anybody with my problems. I didn't want to be that friend oh geez she's calling again Shit, i'm not gonna answer the phone because it's just too much you know what i mean i that's how i feel like i'm a pain in the ass and i don't want anybody to hear my problems because they're pretty bad at least i thought they were pretty bad so i wouldn't i wouldn't reach out as much as i did but i just i knew at some point i had to you know um i had some really good friends that wanted to wanted to hear you know you were one of them that really wanted to hear what was going on with me And check on me and check on me like, are you okay? What's going on? I'm like, I'm going nuts. Because I know what I need to do, but I don't know how to do it. And then when it needs to happen, I still don't want to do it.
0: Of course. You know, because (laughs) when it comes to marriage, you take your vow seriously. Just like anybody would. And, of course, it's not necessarily quitting. It's not necessarily giving up. But in the grand scheme of things, you have to do what's right for you. And that's one of the most difficult decisions you ever have to make. Whether it be job, whether it be parent, whether it be a relationship. And when that decision was made, how was the first, not moments, but the first few weeks coping with everything?
1: I'll tell you, it's the most most pain I've felt in a really long time. And I have been through some, pretty messed up life situations, but this is by far the hardest one. I don't know if it's because I'm older. Um, I don't know if it's because how it happened, where I told you I want something done, I want out, and in turn, you leave me first. So I think that was a big blow. Um, That was a big blow. We took the silent treatment to the next level, and that was really hard to adjust to that was the hardest thing to not go crying back because I always went crying back anytime we got in a fight every time I made him upset I didn't listen if I anything that I did wrong I was constantly what can I do can we talk about it because he would literally give me the silent treatment for a week and I'd finally break down and be like okay what can are we gonna do are we gonna talk about this what are you gonna do to fix it I'll I'll do whatever it is what is it you need me to do he would tell me you need to do this this, and this I'm like okay and I'd get it done and we'd be good for a little while. But him picking up and just leaving like that was huge. And it was hard. That was, that, was, that was hard to not pick up the phone and be like, I don't want this, you have to come back. I cannot do this by myself. I've, I can't do this by myself, let out. You know, um, it, was, it was definitely hard, man. And I just dealt with it. I literally kind of went numb, went to work. I'd break down at work every day to a point where my coworkers probably got sick and tired of seeing me cry because I they'd walk in my office and I would be sitting there bawling. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm great. And I'm just crying all day. And then I, I started screwing up with work. So that's where I had to gather my crap together and, and be like, okay, that's enough. Like you're gonna be okay, because um, it's not it's not gonna change. What's happened and what's done is done. So um, I definitely just had to focus on work, focus on my children, and that was it. I had I had no choice because nobody was here now to do it for me. So it was a huge push and a huge. Um, a huge buck. And I'm still, uh... <laughs> I'm still pushing myself. Because it's been about five months. And I still wake up sometimes and I'm still upset. And why am I upset? I don't know.
0: I mean, when it comes to recovery, there is no set schedule. There isn't, you know, you can go through everything and then in eight months you'll be fine. But then one day it, you know, creeps, you know, creeps back on you, you know, and of course, once again, it's not the intention of this particular episode to, to, to relive any, any of that sort of like that. It's just once you realize, you know, what you were with and what you found out, what you discover about that personality type, you tend to look back and go okay did i see a b c and d trait right and now that i have you know you're like okay well this kind of made sense and this kind of made sense and what's the next step and am i the bad guy is he the bad guy or just because now i know that unfortunately as a narcissist sociopath was I manipulated into doing you know, certain things to to where if there's in discussion, it was my fault.
1: Yeah, no for sure, because there's just some things were just so silly, you know? Things were so, so silly and I'm just like, I'll do whatever, you know. Um and it got it just it was like a cycle. You know, we like an argument I have to fix something, so I fix it. But what do you fix if I'm over here telling you, like, hey, let's go out or let's do something or, you know, we don't do anything. Well, we go to the grocery store. And that's good enough. That's fun. Thanks, honey. You're the best. You're the best. Thanks for taking me out to the grocery store. Um, and I was OK with that. And that's what he gave me for an answer. And I'd be like, all right, cool. I'll take it. <laughs> if that's what we do once every few weeks, we go to the grocery store together by ourselves and, you know. He'd fight with me at the grocery store, too, because I wasn't fast enough. You know, something was constantly wrong, you know, and it was just the kids started to see it and and I needed to accept that that this is just this is not good and I can't
0: change him. Now, once you made that realization before we touch on that, was there ever a point in time? Now, I know this answer internally. But, you know, for those out there who are, un, who are not sure what a narcissist is and what they do, how does a narcissist make you feel as, as a person? Do they take who you are and they alter it? Or what did the change that you saw in yourself that you realize, hey, I'm not such and such person anymore and everybody's seeing it.
1: Yeah, he he kinda stole my like my like my happiness straight up, like my my smile. Like I was just going through the motions of just being there and I noticed that I wasn't that happy, bubbly person that everybody knew me to be. Um specifically was told that, you know, at the office. Like I miss your smile. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of going through stuff right now. This was my old office, not the new one. Um, And I knew at that point that he's he's just robbing me of my joy. And that's not right. I wasn't right at all. Not that I was perfect and that I just was this perfect being. But I definitely tried to appease him at all costs. Anything that needed to happen, I would do it if that meant not speaking another language, if that meant not speaking on the phone, you know, not having friends over or whatever, I would do it. And it just robbed me of everything. And I changed a lot. I felt weaker and weaker as days went on. Like, I just I have no voice because what I say, gets shut down. And when my child asks you, why do you treat mom like that? And your response is, she deserves it. That right there was, uh, that was huge. And there's some things you just never forget. And talking about it out loud, it's like, damn. Damn, you've literally made me feel like crap. But he says I made him feel like crap because I didn't go above and beyond the things that he requested of me. You know, as far as writing off the family or not taking care of my grandson. There's so many things, so many rules that he had that were just, what? It's like you were really, really insecure that you needed to make me feel insecure. You had to put me down constantly because you felt bad about yourself. And it it was sad. And I didn't see a lot of these things. Love is very, very blind, and they say love is blind. That, that it's no joke. You literally do not see past anything. You just see that person, and you love them, and you're going to do whatever they need you to do, and you want them to be happy, because you literally have convinced yourself that you're happy too.
0: Yes, and to play devil's advocate, being with a narcissist, some of the traits, um, which you know, you told me you done some research and you looked it up. Um, they have the ability to take something and reverse it and put it on you or if you come to them saying hey I feel a certain way they'll take that certain way and turn it back on you Um, that you will always and this is stretching it but you're the villain in the story of course you know and it's really hard to shake that but once again being with a narcissist it's difficult because you have that stockholm syndrome and now for those of you who don't know what stockholm syndrome is it's mainly bonding with your captor you know to the extent of they kidnapped you blah blah blah. eventually you find comfort in them and when you're away from that situation you actually kind of miss it you know and no one from the outside can tell you anything different because to play devil's advocate you know I know you've had tons of friends and family and say, oh my God, you know, leave him or blah, 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 and stuff like that, (laughs) you know, and you take all that in, but you do realize, you know, that you made that commitment, you made that vow, and even though you see certain things, you're not, you're not going to do it until you're ready. Right. And being in that particular situation, and a lot of people can relate, a lot of people can relate to what that is, and a situation... Not that you can't leave, no such thing, you know, there's something inside you, which you touched on earlier, you're like, okay, well maybe that particular person will change or alter who they are and say, Hey, look, you know, I'm treating such, such a person like this, you know, and I can see that they hurt. But the difference is when being with a person of that character type, they don't see it and they'll never see it. And you can sit in their face and scream literally scream in their face hey a b and c is going on i'm hurt look at my face and they can look at you like you're a stranger on the street because you're not succumbing to what they want Right. and once you succumb to what they want then everything is sunshine and rainbows again
1: of course it's definitely a cycle It was definitely a cycle and i i just didn't see it i didn't think it was possible that 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 was what's going on i was literally blind to this person that no way there's no way he was playing tricks with my mind or with any of it but it was so in my face because we would argue and the next day like nothing so sweet so loving so kind up until we got divorced and everything happened he was buying me some gifts mind you i hadn't received gifts from him in years and i didn't know what was going on Mm -hmm. I thought for sure that I thought for sure that we were going to be okay because he's buying me something. He he likes me today, or right now, or this year. I don't know. I was just blown away that he thought about me and he got me some things. And I was like, "Wow, we're going to be okay because he bought me something." Like that is that's nuts. Think that, but I was happy. He was happy. He was coming around more. He was a little bit of a different person. I don't know if it's because we had talked and everything was gonna be okay. And I rode out the family for a little bit. So he was great. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened, but I think when I told him, yes, when he had asked me about the divorce and I said, yeah, that's what I want. His narcissistic personality kicks in. He said, oh, hell no. You're not leaving me, lady. I'm leaving you. And I think that's you know where he turned it all around and it took off. And it was a huge blow into my face when we talked about it, he had come back and I asked him, I said, how, I didn't ask him. I told him like you left the way you left was so wrong. I was like, well, you w- you would have never done it. Huh? Uh, well, maybe I wouldn't have. So again, he changed it up, said that I wouldn't have done it. And then it's got me thinking, well, I guess maybe I wouldn't have done it. So I guess it's okay that he did it. I, I don't know. I was very, it was, bad, bad time with him and I trying to talk about what the next step was. But he came back a new man. He came back a new man and was acting like we weren't getting a divorce. Very endearing. And then he left again. And I haven't talked to him um, since. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy to think all these years that you can walk away like that. And I wasn't, even though I said I wanted to, I wasn't prepared. I just wasn't prepared. I didn't plan it out. i have been talking about it for a long time and I knew that this needed to happen and that he wasn't good. And, but then he was good sometimes. So then I'm like, yeah, he's okay. I just, I don't know. That was bad and he finally did it. So. Now I just have to move forward.
0: And once again, you know, telling the audience once again, this isn't about, you know, bashing anyone. This is about... I've been good. This is just about, you know, experiences. Yes. So I just just want to make sure, you know, that the people listening know that this isn't about, you know, her her versus him or vice versa. Correct. You know, just talking about the experience of, you know, recovery and, and how a personality type can affect, you know, can affect a marriage, you know, and unfortunately you happen to, you know, be in a relationship that actually is very, very common. I never knew this. I studied upon this myself, just like you did. And it's common, you know, I mean, you can be with a male, that's a a narcissistic sociopath. You can be with a female, narcissistic sociopath is, is how, is how they see things. And no matter what you do, you can't change it can't change it up and you have to see the signs way in advance but once again you never see it until you know it's that proverbial too late thing
1: right
0: you know so it's certain character traits you know to always keep an eye out for but i've been through it you've been through it a good majority of the world has been through it you know yep.
1: now i know i had a, a friend tried to. Say something, you know, well, you dealt with that for, you know, for 20 years. And I flat on said, well, I'm not dealing with anything anymore. You know, I've I've learned what not to accept now, you know, um, in my recovery or my healing, you know, I'm just trying to focus on the now, literally just get through work day by day and not feel as strongly as I did about the divorce because it's still fresh, it's still raw, it still hurts. But each day, you know, I'm like, I can do this, it's okay. Because we weren't good together, and it's okay. It wasn't 100% him. Um, It just, I wouldn't do that. I'm still that person that's still not gonna be like, yeah, he's a terrible person. No, it's like he's the father of my children and, and I'll always care, but i always have that part of me in the back like man could i have done what he asked could i have done more could i have done more you know to the point where i even wrote him after everything and was like sending him funny little memes and cute little stuff thinking that why did i do that because i was holding on still holding on to him and wanting that part of my life back but for what you know so i have to just remember that It is what it is
0: honestly yeah I mean that the human mind will definitely not mess with you but try to convince you sometimes you know that well let's remember this time let's remember this fun time yeah let's remember these fun times and sometimes you you, you might get lost in that
1: that's true I take a lot of videos a lot of pictures and we don't have pictures together a lot of pictures together but we definitely have a lot of videos, a lot of family stuff, because we did a lot of family stuff together. And I'm just like, man, that was so much a fun day. That was, oh wow, we had a great day that day, you know? And so I, you know, try not to let it mess with me a lot. I have to remember that, that he was just not the one for me as much as I wanted him to be. He just wasn't, and I wasn't for him because clearly he walked away easily. You know, and I have to just accept that. And I have, I have to move forward. I have to focus on myself. I have to focus on myself, period. That's the only way I can get through, do things that I like to do. It is kind of nice not having that, uh, what's the word? Uh, oh my gosh, help me out here. Not the tension maybe? Uh, that 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 anxiety that I felt coming home from work and knowing that, oh, I'm late from work and now dinner's gonna be late and they didn't like that, you know, so now I can eat at seven o'clock at night because I can. <laughs> so, you know, there's little things that I'm like, this is okay, I can, I'm gonna be all right, you know, not that I'm eating dinner at seven o'clock every night because I'm still trying to keep my routines going, but, there's less anxiety, for sure. There's less tension. And I have to hold on to that. How do I feel now? Like, this is... I'm hurting, but it's okay, because I ha- I'll i get through it. I, I know I'll get through it. And each day, it's been easier. But I had my days, I think today was one of them, where I was, like, feeling sorry for myself. And stressed out about this and that, and thinking, well, how's he doing? Is he living his life? Is he happy? Is, why is he happy? Well, damn it, I'm happy too, and I can just pretend that I'm happy, and maybe I'll be happy. You know, I don't know.
0: When it creeps on you, how do you handle it? Now, of course, you know, everybody handles it. and Everybody handles it a totally different, a totally different way. Mm-hmm. When you feel it creeping upon you how do you handle it? What do you focus on? You know, what do you do to take it for what it's worth and turning it into something positive? I actually, um, I listen
1: to a lot of upbeat music and I literally will just change my frame of thought, frame of mind, thought process, not the right word. I change my thought process real quick. I'm literally like, stop it. (laughs) No, 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 no. Literally change some music on and just get happy. I change my mindset real quick because I can't bring myself down. Because then now I'm no good to my kids, and I need to be good for my kids. Um, my kids have been ridiculously phenomenal, not taking it as bad as I am. Their kids are resilient, yada yada. I took it harder than that I did, and that was their words, Mom. It's okay. I'm like, is it really? When your kids are telling you it's okay, girl, you best shape up. And it's okay. Literally had to hold on to that, um, but I changed my mindset real quick, and I just snap out of it. I literally tell myself that's enough, and I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> I listen to some good music, and I literally will stop thinking about it, and it works for me. You know, it works for me. I get happy. I'll be like, "What? This is what's going on right now." You know, I used to not be able to do this in the mornings. I used to not be able to do this in the midday. Look what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, and I change and I change it to a positive because I I have to, because if not, I will go back in bed, lay down, and cry, and it gets me nowhere, absolutely nowhere. So.
0: Now, now what I read and what I studied, um, stuff like this happens. You have to focus on the little things. You literally have to sit up, out of bed, or wherever you're at, and just focus on the little good things. And the fact that you woke up, you know, the fact that, you know, your kids are okay, the fact that you still have a roof over your head or, or a job or you know, yeah. simplistic things like money in my pocket or a car to drive, just little things to get you from what was, you know, losing in the first place.
1: That's very true.
0: You know, and, and all the anger or spite or bitterness, you know, that that slowly getting out of your body, you don't hold on to. Because it will make the recovery process 10, 15 times harder, you know, to get over. Um, and also trying not to, try not to get it out in the universe too much. You know, like, you, know, limiting, you know, limiting who you communicated with. Because of course, just like anything, the more you talk about it, the more it's going to stick in your mind.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, you have that one release, and you know it's 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 very hard. most, most people will tell you, "Oh, go get over it," and you, you 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 can't get over something like that, you know, because it's a characteristic trait that was that took you by surprise, and something like that is really hard to shake. That character trait is really really hard to shake, and people out there are probably nodding their heads, going, "Oh yeah, it's it's really hard to shake, especially dealing with that."
1: Yeah. It's hard to let that go. I'm like, I'm still dealing with parts of that where I'm like, why can't I let this go? Why can't I just, just accept it? And I'm, I'm working on it day by day. I'm working on it. And a lot of people do tell me that, you know, you will, you won't ever forget it, but you'll accept it and you'll be able to let that go. And I'm waiting for that day to come (laughs) to where I'm like, Wow, I didn't cry today and I've done really well where I had dates weeks that I cried that's non stop exhaustion and I, I just said that's not like you need to get your stuff together you still have kids to take care of you have a job to do and when I started messing up at work um, I think that's where I came to that realization real quick because I was scared I've never um, had that many mistakes I'm not gonna say I've had I've never made mistakes at work because we all make mistakes we're totally human but i was starting to make a lot of them back to back to back and it was brought to my attention so i was like oh pump the brakes it's mm -mm, i can't i can't have that time to snap out of it real quick Mm -hmm. so i did slowed down a little bit and um came back at that level i needed to be at work and i'm good now with there so i'm getting i'm good where i need to be with my job and so now i get to move that next step to where, okay, I'm good. I fixed what I need to fix with work. I'm not going to be doing that crap again. I just had that rough patch and now I'm going to, you know, focus on myself and I have plans and goals, you know, that's important to, um, to heal is to focus on other things. And I have other things I need to focus on here in my house and um, with my kids. And I have plans to do all kinds of fun stuff, so um, goals are good, goals are good, and I keep my mind pretty busy, so I know I'll get there eventually, it's just, uh, it's taken me a little longer, and my therapist, I am in therapy still, and she told me, you're not going to take 20 years out in five months, you're not going to take 20 years away in a year. You know, I could. I've got a friend right now that has been divorced for five years, and she still has a little bit of her little mm-hmm And she can relate with everything that I'm going through. So it's it's not that it's nice to hear. Okay, man, I'm glad you went through that too. But I'm just glad you can relate to me, and that you're not like, gosh, that's enough. Like, can you please stop talking about this? Mm-hmm. So it's nice to share the the same information with her, um, but I can see that it's been five years for her. I don't want to be that person, but I can be that person mm-hmm. because one, my therapist says it's, it could take five years, it could take ten years to get rid of all this. I definitely don't want that, you know. my uh, My goal is to just keep moving forward and one day wake up and be like, sweet, I am not upset. I am good. I am great I'm great and I hope to get there
0: so well like I said I mean it's it's cliche but there will be one morning when you wake up and 90% of that pain is gonna be gone yeah. and it could happen next month it could happen tomorrow it could happen two years from now
1: yep.
0: but that won't happen what would you and of course once again another cliche question but what would you tell someone that is going through the similar situation that you went through with that particular personality type? I mean, what, what advice would you give them? If they're already in that type of relationship, either you
1: have that heart to heart with that person and figure out exactly what it is that y'all want and work on that together, therapy or not. You know what I mean? Either you guys hash it out and get to the bottom of it right then and there and fix it or you don't talk about it and you just move on because i think had he have not been stubborn and said okay let's do therapy because i've been asking for marriage counseling Mm -hmm. since we've been married let's go to counseling let's talk to a third party let's talk to the friend that you know what i mean somebody that can mediate us and be like okay this is what's going on this is what's going on okay now go talk about it. And no, there was no not happening. I'm not talking to anybody yada yada. I said, Okay, can't say I didn't try because I definitely wanted us to talk about it and keep working at it. But there was not that so if you do have the opportunity to work that out with a neutral party, work it out. But if you can't, great. So sad. But if you're in that relationship, just don't rush into things and get to know that person because that was my biggest mistake was I fell for everything in the very beginning Mm. and was completely blown away with this guy. My perfect Prince Charming comes along. Had I have gotten to know him, and you know what I mean, because even when he displayed a little bit of his anger, I just thought I literally made him mad. And he just got mad that one time, Mm. not realizing that is his personality that is a narcissistic trait you need to focus on me right this second and i thought i just made him mad and hadn't focused for a minute i didn't realize that that was his his characteristics and his traits and what he expected so um i would have definitely not said i do in four weeks to marry him and then married him in six months and um, if somebody gives you an ultimatum huge sign do not do it Because again, I didn't know anything about no ultimatums. I did not know that that was bad. I thought that that was normal for somebody to be like, it's either me or not. (laughs) And I was like, well, of course I want you. What are you talking about? I didn't know that ultimatums were not good. This was probably um, not my most serious, but I think the most serious somebody had gotten with me, you know, because I had been in relationships or whatever. But this guy took it to the whole next level. I was like, oh, wow dang okay sure so you know get to know that person and figure out what it is that who they are before you do anything crazy because that love bombing is real and I had no idea.
0: Now you mentioned love bombing for those of them who don't know as we put a capper on this what is your definition of love bombing?
1: <laughs> they throw a bomb of love at you They smother you with some serious love and attention and affection, and they make you feel like a million bucks. Literally swept me off my feet like the prince that I thought he was. And I didn't know any better because nobody had ever done that because I had never met a narcissist before. So I didn't know that that wasn't normal to fall in love with somebody so quickly or just the amount of attention that he just displayed, I hadn't got that before. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's for real? He loves me? He picked me, what the hell? I was just so in love, I couldn't believe it. You know, handsome and sweet and charming and just wow, 100% all about me. Oh, he sure was because <laughs> I was the sucker that fell for it. Um, not realizing that was the thing I had no idea when I went back and I looked at all of our life because of course that was part of my healing as well as I have hundreds and hundreds of albums and photos and I'm going through them like wow look at th- Wow look at that <laughs> he really pulled a number on me and I did not know anything about it so That phrase, love bomb, is literally a bomb going off of love just for you, molded for you, and he did a damn good job of it. I'm not going to complain because I loved every minute of it. Are you kidding me? I didn't know. I was so, so happy. couldn't believe that somebody like that could love somebody like me and just do everything that I wanted the man to do, you know, to just be there just be there for you 24 7 call you and talk to you and take you out and just just loved me and i did not know anything other than that i just saw that this man loved me and i was so happy and surprise (laughs) that was not the case (laughs) not the case but that's okay now i know and, you know, knowings have
0: the battle. So. so, as we sit here, <laughs> right here, right now,
1: hmm.
0: how are you? Right I, now, right this second, yes. I'm good.
1: I I'm good. I'm not gonna say I'm alright or I'm okay. I am. I am good. You know, I am going through the motions. I am just taking care of myself and my kids, my house. I have a lot of responsibilities now. <laughs> it's like, I didn't have all these responsibilities before because I was so controlled. So to have that, I'm an adult now, even though I wasn't before, but now I'm really on my own and I was never on my own. I was definitely controlled as far as what we did, how we did it, when we did it and why we did it. So to say I'm good, that I'm handling my own business feels really nice. I've never had to do that because he literally handled all of it. So I'm good and I know I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be okay, just I'm chilling. Chilling like a villain. No, I feel good. You know, I have my days where I'm like, dang, I like my outfit today. You know, or I'm having a good hair day. So it feels good to just be my own person, honestly, to where I'm not having to be quiet in the mornings or don't do this part with the coffee maker. You know, all these little things that just didn't make me me or... All of that stuff into one. It's so hard to just put it all out there and be like, dang, all that sucked. But I'm okay because now I can be myself. If I want to laugh or talk during a show, I can. If I want to come home late from work, I can. You know? Um, So I I feel good about all that stuff right now. Right this second. Today, I'm good. (laughs) I am.
0: That definitely makes me happy. Yeah. Because we've been best friends ever since seventh grade. Yeah. And just like, you know, it's not me, you know, just like everyone that, you know, that love and care for you, you know, the true friends, you know, want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. And we understand that it takes time to be okay. Not fine, not perfect, not back on track. It takes time to be okay it does and your story is come to find out very similar to a lot of people and there's a lot of stories out there that yeah it's it's interesting to say the least yeah
1: and i've heard a lot like i didn't know you know when i told one friend of mine they were like oh my gosh mine used to do the same thing i'm like wow You know so you get to learn you know a lot about your friends too when you start talking about your experiences because you don't want to bother them with theirs but then they don't bother you with theirs either so now we talk about it and it's like oh yeah i can definitely relate you know and i'm like wow my bad i didn't come to you about anything but you know you do i get tired of talking about it you know um so i've been i've been pretty quiet a lot and i think that's what helps me you know be good or be okay with everything because I'm just not I'm not dwelling on it you know I'm hurting about it in my own way I see therapist every week or well I didn't for a little bit but um, I see her in a couple of days so I keep talking to her and I pull up new things to do you know to help me get through everything because my mindset was really off and i couldn't stop crying so um i'm good in the fact that i'm getting better day by day and that's all i can do honestly i can only go up i can't i can't necessarily go back unless i fall in this deep depression and start calling him randomly and professing my love which it's not going to happen but i've thought about it in the past when this first happened i felt nuts i felt so weak and just defeated just needed him in my life because as you stated a little earlier was that that's all you're used to that's all you've known you know um i didn't know how to not get ridiculed i didn't know how to not get yelled at for whatever so it was really quiet so i'm like what why isn't somebody yelling at me right now why am i not getting yelled you know to the point where we're me and the kids were making jokes about it in the house because we were eating late one day and I was like, what are you doing eating late? Oh, yeah, there's nobody <laughs> here to tell you. <laughs> so we would make our own little jokes because it's true. You know, um, that anxiety and that tension is, is not there. So I'm good with, I'm definitely good with that for sure. Even though parts of me have to still remind myself that it's okay to, to think that I'm not okay, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Check back with
0: me in a couple months. (laughs) Uh, I do do have one final question for you. And then we'll talk off air, of course. Now, this is a question that has been posed to a lot of different people. And so I'll pose this question to you. Six months down the road, you, my best friend, are back to you. Because you know who you are. There's a knock at the door, and there is the category type person, and he says, "I'm sorry now before you answer, <laughs> you don't have to answer because that question has been posed to a lot of different people, myself included and that's and that's a question I'll never answer. I'll never answer. Because there's always someone out there to go, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Whatever. Mm -hmm. You know. So, as we come to a close, do you choose to answer that question?
1: I choose to answer that question. (laughs) However, Just to be clear, that person is supposedly my ex-husband showing up to say he's sorry. Yes. And I'm supposed to... That is... That's a hard question to answer right this second, because part of me would probably be like, Aw, you are? Because guess what? He has never apologized in his entire life in 20 years. So, will he come to the door and say I'm sorry? 90% No. That other 10% is like, what if he did? What would I do? I honestly do not know because he has never apologized for anything he's ever said or done now that is a trick question because if he comes back saying not a trick question, that's just a, that's a tough question because if he was to come back and apologize for the first time in 20 years, I may consider that. Because that's part of, that's me being that person where I've always, I've always given people chances and chances and chances and chances and chances and chances. chances. But, and I've allowed his behavior for so long. And so him coming on to apologize, I'd probably wanna listen to see what he has to say because he's never done it ever, ever. That man never apologized for anything. And uh, that would be s- kind of nice, actually, <laughs> if be said he was sorry. So I could maybe, a part of me could be like, pa, have a good day, don't, don't step foot here again. Um, but a part of me would want to see that, to be like, ah, sucker, told you. <laughs> like, you, I knew you made a mistake, but, you know. Um, I, I know I would talk to him. That is my answer, that is my final answer. Um, (laughs) I would, I would talk to him to see, you know what I mean? But I've also read that if they come back, it's because it didn't work out with so-and-so and and I don't want to be that person. So kind of answered my own question that I don't want to be that person. Therefore it would be a no. But that other side of me, because I'm a nice person would be like, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) Let's have a chat. Um, probably would talk to him. Just want to see what that's all about. Even though in the back of my head, I know. You're only here because it didn't work out with her. Um, yeah, you would only do that. And that would suck even worse to be that person. That would be, that would be terrible. It has to be a no. Even though I talked about this with another person. And I was like, I know I would take him back. He would just say he wants me back. That was me a few weeks ago. I would. I would take him back. And now I'm thinking, would I? Hmm. I'd want to hear him out. I don't know that I'd take him back, but I definitely want to hear him out because he's never apologized. Damn, that's a tough one, but I'm telling you, part of me wants to be like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's work it out.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those questions to where you would have to do on your own. You know, of course you'll get feedback from friends and family and you know, getting in your ear and saying, oh, you know, say A, B, and C, and D, but that's something that you really have to sit down and think about everything, yeah. you know, and think about being with that particular character type and knowing what that character type is all about, you know, and that's one of the final questions that I had to ask because it's been posed to a lot of people, so.
1: Yeah, that one's, that one's tough. Like I said, a part of me would want to absolutely just... Fix it, take that pain away that I felt and just say, okay, let's do this because because that's all I've known. Mm -hmm. And I'm struggling with that part of that part, just not being with that person. But then a part of me is like, damn, you know who he is. You know what he is. He changes for a little bit, like a day or two, and he's back to his asshole ways. And no. Yeah, thanks for that one. Appreciate it.
0: (laughs) No problem. No problem. It's what we do here. No, kidding. I'm kidding. Um, So I know that we can go on for hours about this. But, you know, for the sake of respect and compassion and whatnot, Mm -hmm. I'm going to end the show right there. And I'm going to say thank you to my best friend of over 25-plus years. Thank you. And... We'll do a follow-up. I would love that. I would love to
1: um, listen back and, and be like, oh, <laughs> And then talk about it in a couple months. Be like, dude, I am fantastic. Look at me now. You know, um, That would be interesting to see where I'm at in a little while.
0: Because yeah, a, a lot can happen in a few months. Yeah.
1: I definitely don't see him coming back around, but if you did, I'll definitely keep you posted. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh, let's go on the air live now. Let me tell my story.
0: And, of course, we definitely thank all of you guys for listening. Of course, this is not being your typical show. Uh, Of course, you can always reach out to me on podbean.com under walkerac76.podbean.com. Everywhere else, there is, of course, links in the description. You can always leave a comment, email, all that fun stuff like that. And of course as the show comes to a close a lot of you are asking who is your best friend Um, what is she about and stuff like that the point of this show the names and everything else is inconsequential what's important is a person's story this is why her name is important you know her backstory isn't important what's important was her story and a character type and things to look out for once again it's not a good versus evil You know, he versus she, nothing like that. This is her story, her experience, and her recovery. So, of course, just stay tuned to the next episode. We thank you guys for all tuning in one more time. Thank you so much for being part of this. Thank you. And we will talk to you again soon. Yes, sir.